Hey, this is Flash Flanagan, and I'm here live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Hey guys, welcome once again to Live in Color with Wolfie D and my, 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 my homeboy, Jimmy Across the Street. What are you doing, man? Not much, man. What are you doing, brother? I am, well, if I told you what I was doing, we, we might get kicked off the air. But, uh, <laughs> they, can't, they can't kick us off, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, but how are you doing? I'm Let's just, just having say a, that. All right. I yeah. had my coffee. I'm good. Your morning coffee, your morning, yeah, uh, yeah. How are you doing? You good? That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. And I can't wait to get into this uh, interview today with the like a person that like has been across my whole career, man. I mean, we've talked to people that obviously have been across my whole career, but this is one dude that, man, I just he's been right there. Yeah, yeah, I love you to death, too, man. I love dude. you, dude. He's so good, man. I don't think people understand that. That's the thing. I think, you know, if you know our top 10 most underrated, I think he could be the whole damn list, man. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I've been watching some old matches. Like when you told me, hey, we got Flash coming on, I was like, sweet. And so I went and watched some old matches. Bro, he was getting it, man. I'm telling you. He can go, man. He can go. It's so crazy to think that in wrestling, you know how your parents tell you as you're growing up, and I I don't mean our parents. What I mean is like modern day parents. Oh, little Billy, you can be anything you want to be. Just put your (laughs) heart and soul and mind to it. And then you think of people like Wolfie D and Flash Flanagan and, and guys like that who literally are some of the best and they didn't quite get that brass ring and it wasn't that y'all didn't try and it wasn't that y'all didn't want it it was that it just was not around when you could grab it and it's the the entertainment business man it's uh yeah right place at the right time man. that's what they always say that's what i learned when i got into it and i believe that 100 you won't get a break till uh a friend is in the office, and I believe all of that, man. It's sure. Just, is what it is, man. Yeah. So, Jeff, Road Dog, what y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He's broke down now, so we don't even care. <laughs> yeah, we ran friends. him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're still friends with him, but we've ran that horse. He's, yeah. he's, we're going to have to put him down, unfortunately, anyway. No, but anyway, trust me, y'all go back, watch some old Flash Flanagan matches. Dude, not only was the guy killer in the ring, he was awesome on the microphone. Yeah. He had great fire. He was killer on the microphone. I was going to stop doing this podcast with you. Yeah. That was the only thing that held uh, Flash back was his, uh, my skills, man. Honestly, I think, but in Puerto Rico, he it got matter. over because yeah. he don't speak Spanish and he didn't have to talk. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do see what you're saying. Yes, and you know what? Hey, that works to his favor. Plus, he just was taking crazy head just then, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just then, just it, then it clicked. It clicked. You know what's also funny is we had a great show with Doug Basham too, and I'm telling uh, yeah. you. 
And There's, I went back and I watched that uh, flag match that I told, I think, I don't know if we said on the air, but I had no idea what that was. Right. I was watching wrestling at that time. And <laughs> I totally get it, man. It's so funny. I wish I would have known this uh, as we were talking to Doug because <laughs> they were shooting. They were shooting. Seriously, were they not? I mean, yeah, seriously. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. I got to ask this. Okay, since you, they were a tag team, yeah. tight, good tag team. Yeah. Put you and Jamie in that position. Oh, fuck. It had been all on me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. I would have been blown up. And yeah, they, they'd have got the flag and we got fired because <laughs> they wouldn't have helped me much. God, did it. We were able to use the hubcap. Yeah, yeah, we got. Can we have the hubcaps? And, and 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 started hitting people with hubcaps. I don't know, man. They, but yeah, the, they were yeah. shooting. That was good. I I apologize to the listeners for not knowing the situation, but man, well, that was funny when I watched it. Yeah, man, that was good. I did make us a little video with the talking over top of it. Try to promote that show a little yeah. more too. Hopefully, and you y'all know, tell Jimmy. Y'all tell Jimmy that are listening. He needs to make more of those because those reels are good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do use my brother. He helps me out a lot on this stuff. He's figured out some of the video stuff, but I appreciate you saying that. And yeah, if y'all tell me we want to see more videos, heck, I'll make more videos. We'll do it. So that's fine with me. Well, I tell you what, Wolfie D, let's let's get Flash Flanagan on here, man. What? Yeah. Flat your buddy. All right. I'd love to hear from him with his little deranged ass. Let's talk to him. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, we're back. And as we promised you, uh, I don't know why it's taken me this long to get him on here. Not that I've been pestering him to death, but you would think with the history that uh, myself and my next guest have that I would have had him on here by now. But he always thinks I treat him badly anyway. Uh, my good friend, <laughs> my um, one of my toughest opponents and one of my best partners uh, in the wrestling business over the years had great matches with and against this dude. What's going on, Flash Flanagan? Oh, not a whole lot. Still yeah. surviving. Still surviving. Still moving after all the stiff shots you gave me. I knew I knew that was probably going to be the first thing you said. I really <laughs> called. <laughs> you always blame me for your problems. <laughs> first shoot. Every time I got hurt, it was from you. 
No, stop it. Now, listen, there was one time that I can think of. I did split your head open. I think it was with a chair on accident. And and I don't really think it was like a, something I did wrong. I think it just happened. But I don't remember like hurting you any other time. No, nothing really hurt. I mean, but then after that one. Oh, so I you're mean, saying I can't hurt you. There was a there was a there was a hubcap incident. Oh no, he can swing. You know, yeah. You know. And then there was the chair shot Christmas night, and uh, then not long after that, we were in a match. Uh, I, I, oh man, down in Kentucky somewhere, uh, and uh, told you told the referee to duck because he wasn't the referee wasn't even listening to me. <laughs> and you tell him to duck, and as soon as he ducks, you punch him right in the eye and split my eye open. And I roll out on the floor. I, I'm pointing the top of my head, pointing inside of my head. And now I'm pointing to my eye. I'm like, do you money or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I don't remember that, but whatever. Um, uh, you think, I guess you think working against you is like some kind of night off or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, Wolfie, I want to run and I'm going to jump off the chair and then off the top rope and flip around and leg drop you right in the fucking mouth. Huh? How's that? Yeah, great, Flash. Let's do it. You <laughs> turned your head. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work. <laughs> Evidently, I don't, according to you. <laughs> Man, seriously, what's been going on with you, man? You still getting in the ring or what? I'm still getting in there. Don't know how much longer though. Yeah, because you you're doing a little work for OVW, right? No, I, I don't, no, uh, they won't use me. <laughs> well, you know, we just had Doug Basham on, and uh, I'm gonna call him and see if I can take care of that for you. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that'll go real well. <laughs> Is there heat there? Uh, I still consider heat. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, yeah. if you don't want to get into it, we don't have to. But if you'd like to elaborate, we'll be glad to listen. Well, when Doug got called up and he was up there with WWE, they were all out to eat. I guess he was with Bradshaw and them, mm-hmm. sucking them off. And <laughs> he calls me up. And try, he gets, tries to do, do his best Tommy Rich impersonation. Uh-huh. I'm like, here the phone calls coming from New Albany, Indiana. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, Tommy. First off, you're not, I know you're a lot better than that. <laughs> We're in Evansville. We want to have you come take a look at you. I, well, I'm in Puerto Rico right now, so it looks like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, this is a great opportunity, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, well, I won't be there. And then I can start laughing. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Trying to get over with the boys. I was like, yeah. yeah. So that wasn't cool. <laughs> now, it does backstab a bunch of guys from what we did when we got up there. Really? Damn. Did not know that. I had, and I haven't talked to him in years since that, man. Uh, always always got along with Doug. Just, uh, you know, I didn't know him I at did that too. point. I didn't know him at that point in time, so I can't really call it on that. But at any rate, this interview is not about Doug. It's about you, Flash. It's about you. It's all you, Flash. And that's all I want to talk about. Jimmy, what kind of question would you have for Mr. Flanagan? I mean, I want to go. Flash Flanagan. 
Yeah, I want to go to the start. I mean, the black sheep. Did you come up with that? Who came up with that idea for you? <sighs> I don't well, remember. Yeah, yeah wow. I, I don't really remember <laughs> exactly, but it was just an idea because honestly, that was a, like for me, uh, it was, you know, PG 13 was done and I hadn't invented Slash yet. And it was like an in between thing where I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then me and Flash you know, worked well together and yeah, yeah we just kind of came up with that, uh, and dressed in the closet <laughs> instead of the heel dressing room or the baby face dressing room. We told them, oh, we're, we're going to dress in the closet. Nobody's ever done that. So yeah. <laughs> then it got over and I said, you all you guys are going to dress up in the baby face dressing room now. <laughs> <laughs> After we worked with the balls for a while. I love the name of the team, though, that the black sheep. I've always considered myself the black sheep of my family. So, you know, representing, you know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> and then but Flash goes to Puerto Rico. I want to go back, though. Let's talk about because we had some really good matches in USWA when you and Stephen Dunn were together. And um, and then we brought in your dad and and all that stuff. That was a pretty good little angle and some really good matches. Yeah. Did, did, what did you think? It's, it's one of those things you look back and yeah, it's pretty good. But then when you go back and then you look years later on down the line, it's like, okay, I wish I would have done this different and this different. And well, that's, it, it, I think that's us being perfectionists at our, at our craft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and well, that I was think some good that, stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody in the ring, I mean, obviously Steve, uh, but the other three of us were seasoned enough at that point to where, like, I do look at some early, early stuff and go, God, what was I thinking? But like on, uh, around that time, uh, I think everybody was coming into their own with you, you being the, what year did you break in? 92. Yeah. So you were only a, a couple of years behind us, two or three. And, and, and so you were coming into your own as well with, you know, the leadership around you. And I mean, it was just, it was good stuff. I don't think uh, there's one particular TV match that uh, I remember that was really good. And then the deal where I, I flipped over the top rope onto you and they were stretching you out on a chair and smashed you on the floor we, yeah, they, dropped, they dropped the chair before he hit, landed on me. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect time. <laughs> 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 and then the, the what I love the most, the interview that me and Jamie did is one of my favorites. Uh, after that, I don't know. Do you recall when we had the little? It was like a little blonde-headed doll, and we put a neck brace on it and a cast yeah. on its leg. And we made it talk, and then we beat it up. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> So what got you going to Puerto Rico? Uh, got your kind of you. You got over there and did good stuff. Uh, doing the TNA thing with you. Yeah, yeah. And then I, it was so unorganized there. To me, they had no clue what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dear God, I'm not. I hear I'm booked one week, booked one week. I yeah. show up, I'm not booked. Show up, I'm not booked. Show yeah. up, I'm not booked. I mean, I'm not driving to Nashville mm -hmm. five hours and I'll be booked on a show and not make any money. I go, screw that. Yeah, right. So I, I called Cornette and he goes, hold on a second. I'll, I'll call you back in a minute. And I knew Victor Kionas from WWF and Savio Miguel and all that. And mm -hmm. they call, Dutch called me up 
or I can't remember if it was Dutch or Luke that called me. Mm-hmm. But they called me up and brought me in down there. And they go, when they pick me up, they go, do you mind if we change your name? I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I don't care. You can call me whatever you want. And they go, mm-hmm. we'll call you uh, Slash uh, Burnham, Burnham, uh, the Venom, Venom, Venom. <laughs> and then, <laughs> it gets really funny. Because they go, yeah, we want to put the thing, look, your eye is out. We want to put the scar down your face. Hey, look. I go, yeah. my partner, he's already <laughs> has all that. I go, I don't want to steal that from him also. I will forget it. I go, just haven't got that myself. Go, who who go, tossed that to you? Was it Luke? Did Luke toss that to you or was it Dutch? Luke. Uh, I guess he, he must have. I mean, there's no way that he couldn't have seen it on TNA and just said, I'm going to put it on somebody down here. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. We had him on the show. Too bad we didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I always thought it was you that came up with it. No. Because I was. we were actually going to uh, rip your ass for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Son of a bitch went to Puerto Rico and stole my fucking gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel down in Puerto Rico? Wolfie's got some great stories about his time down there. What, what about you in Puerto Rico? I loved it. Yeah, I had a I had a blast. Yeah, it's one of those things. You're you're on the beach. You're working almost every night. It it couldn't have been any better. Let me ask you: Did you meet an Armito down there? Because he might have thought you were actually Wolfie because you were working Slash and Slash was in <laughs> Tennessee and never mind. It's anyway. Ar- yeah, killed a Wolfie. Yeah, what, what, What's this guy's name? Armadito Santiago. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I ever bit this guy. If I did, he was like a I, job guy. Okay. Well, if I did, I was I was always somewhat up so much. I had no idea where I was. <laughs> so oh, is that is that the reason you were able to jump off of everything in Puerto Rico? <laughs> okay, <laughs> the balcony fall. Here's yeah. how that all came up. This is how this is all that all came up. All right. We turn on we turn on Ricky. And then it was gonna be it was me, Savio, Miguel, Castillo, and all of us gang up and then just he, we turn on him and left him laying in the ring. Yeah. So then the next week Ricky who Ricky Banderas. Just for some of the listeners, they won't. If you say first name, sometimes okay. they don't catch on. So we beat him down, and then he's got a mystery opponent the next week. Now, up to a year, they hadn't really done a whole lot with me. I was one of the the underneath heels, mm-hmm. and, and I was man, I'm better than this. Uh, <laughs> you give me a chance, and I'll show you what I can do. Yeah. Well. They called me into the office, and I was summed up when they called me in there. I trying to act cool like I that I wasn't summed up, but when you're summed up, you know people. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> they know you that you're all fucked up. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to straight lace as possible, and they tell me, "Yeah, 
you're going to be the mystery opponent. Ricky's going to go through you, then go to Castillo, then Miguel, then get Savio. And I'm like, man, you guys just changed all this on me already. <laughs> all right. All right. I go, and I go, and so we start coming with the finish for it. I go, how about we do this spot where we set this table up, we'll get fighting up on the balcony, and we'll tease it, and we'll work it around, and I'll toss him over. He And it looks like he's going. He catches himself, reaches up, grabs me, pulls himself back up, and then cuts me off and launches me off the balcony. Yeah. And I'll go through the table. And the, the, everyone got silent in there. <laughs> and uh, Savio was like, have you ever done this before? <laughs> like, yeah, the table's going to break my fall. Big deal. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing what's going on in my mind. But, uh, how high up were so, you? Uh, imagine going to a high school. Yeah. And getting, um, getting on the, the, the second balcony. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just up, I was high, higher than a basketball goal. Like, I <laughs> yeah. So you were good, probably 15 feet. Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, so the spot came, boom, he throws me. I missed the table, hit the back of my head on the floor, landed out cold. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> my, the camera zooms in on my face. My face is purple. My eyes are rolled up in the back of my head. Mm. And they all, they all thought I was dead. Crowd. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I finally, they did, I mean, they continued doing what they were doing in the ring while they were checking on me. And while they're checking on me, I mean, I finally came to, but everything Mm. else was done. So go to the locker room and when we go to the, you can go down the hallway and, and go upstairs, and then there's one locker room. And I look over there, and I see Banderas on the floor, and the EMTs are checking him out. And his nose—he's got a big gash over his nose, and there's mm-hmm. blood everywhere. I'm like, man, he must have hit his face on the table when he did the splash off the top there, because mm-hmm. that was my other stupid idea was. After I go through the table, him leap off the balcony and do the splash on me. Oh, shit. Well, after the table's already broke? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was fucked Dear up, man. okay? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he might have been, too, to dive out of the balcony and no table. <laughs> no, he didn't do it. Oh. He was scared to death. He thought he killed me. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, like, oh my! He's, like, he's standing up there looking down, like, "Oh my God, move!" Like, well, how did he get gas in his nose? Well, when he came down and covered me, because there was some heat between me and Ricky earlier mm-hmm. through the year, where Ricky was stiffing me with stuff, and so Savio came after he came out and pinned me. Savio came over and swung his baseball bat, cracked Ricky right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Busted his nose and he's bleeding. <laughs> he's not, he's he's in the ring. They're beating him down. They get him to the back. So when I come to, I go to the back and I'm 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 still you know when you're knocked out, but you're still coherent. But you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I walk I walk to the, to the the office locker room. I go, how'd that look like when I went to the table? And Luke was like, mate, you missed the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, no, no idea. I don't look really. And Savio goes, get ready to go to the hospital. I go, why? I'm fine. He goes, you missed the table. I go, I'm fine. He goes, where are you at? I go, I'm in Indianapolis. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, go to the hospital. I'm like, all right. So they took me to the hospital. Then uh, it gets really good here because okay. Ricky's got to go to the hospital also. Oh, man. It, so it was like a scene out of Rocky Two. Because, you know, those people, they believed all of that shit. Yeah. So I'm in a wheelchair on one side of the room. I got blood all over me. Then Ricky comes in. He's got blood all over him and a big gash over his nose. He's on the opposite side of the room. Uh-huh. Now the TV show comes on at 3 in the morning at one of the time slots that they had also. Yeah. And that was where we did the beatdown on him. To set it for that night. <laughs> so they see us in the ring together, and then all of a sudden we jump him, beat him down, and now I got all these Puerto Ricans, they're sitting there looking at me. They're looking at him. They're yeah. looking at me. I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then they call me to the back and then did a cat scan on my head and they go, No, we don't see any any damage. I'm like, okay, how do you feel? I go, well, you know, I hurt a little bit. You didn't give me, <laughs> give me something for pain? Yeah. <laughs> so she gave me an injection and some pain pills and went on home. And they said, try to stay awake for a while. Even you got a slight concussion. I'm like, all right. right. And that set it off. Yeah. And then so, when I, when I, I know I've the seen ring, the bone. What had got me really, because I was a little disappointed, because when I went to the ring as a mystery opponent, the crowd was kind of like, oh, really him? <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give you something you guys will never forget. Yeah. And to this day, they still haven't forgot it. Yeah, yeah. you definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I am going to dial it back here a little bit because we've kind of gone forward, but I've just got to add the new church name. You know, you're in the new church and you came the name. Now, who gave you Cobain? Was that Russo? I don't know. Wolfie called me up and said, hey, they're going to put us together as the team. You're going to be Cobain. They want you to dye your hair black, blah, blah, blah. And that's all I'm told. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I don't know about Flash, but. They, you know, I know I've talked about it on here before. They threw us together. Uh, you know, uh, I went through, we've talked about this, four different partners, you know, right. and th- this was just like, let's get him another partner, you know? And I don't remember they asked me about it or what, but I- I'm not sure. But we had no Jim Mitchell. Um, it was just me and Flash. And then I became, you know, Slash had never fucking spoken except for like in OVW and stuff, but never in TNA. And Russo wants me to cut this promo with Flash, you know, Cobain, uh, riding off Kurt Cobain. And so he's supposed to be, you know, scratching himself and, and, and being just <laughs> sum it out like he usually is. So it wasn't a far stretch. 
But <laughs> we do this interview, and you know, Flash is sitting in front of me, all groggy or whatever. And Russo gives me this line by line fucking interview and tells me to do it like Raven. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. First of all, this is not how I talk as Slash, even though you've never heard it. And right. uh, you know, I just, it, I don't, I, Flash, I don't feel he gave us a fair shot at that. So I don't know what you think. <laughs> I don't either. For, first off, going out there and having a, a drug addict as a character is pretty <laughs> stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wasn't that kind of Billy Kidman's character, I think, in WCW? They kind yeah. of tried to. I was, I was going off the part being suicidal going out right. there. Cause I always took those crazy bumps and stuff. And I would go, that's how I was playing it off. Yeah. But Russo was clueless when it comes to the wrestling business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. you tell, yeah, I, you know, and another thing I'm going to ask you about before we get too far along, and I know I'm kind of going back and then back and then back. So in the developmental deal with OVW that you had there, there was a time that you actually worked a great match with Jericho, man. Talk about that a little bit. All right. So I already had a developmental deal and we kept that. That was kept hush for a long time. So I could keep my angle going with Nick Dinsmore because Dinsmore was, he ended up getting one for beating Al Snow and I was complaining about it and, oh, you mow Danny's yard, you get everything you want, you're the <laughs> franchise boy around here. <laughs> All this stuff. So, we ended up having a, I can't remember who I was working with, but the winner got a shot at Jericho and I ended yeah. up winning. So, now I'm putting the OVW title on the line for a con for a chance to get a contract with WWF. Well, as soon as we locked up, my tricep popped and rolled up my arm. I tore oh, my tricep. Oh damn! And I was sitting there, and we then we did a spot, and it got kind of a little clustered. And I rolled out to the floor, trying to regroup. And, uh, I was in pain. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like, good. I did that. <laughs> I was like, man, what can I do to try to block this out? And like, all I could think of was pick the pace up and get my adrenaline going. And once my adrenaline gets going, it should help me out. It helped me out a little bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you ever watched the, if anyone's got the match and they've seen it, the full thing, you can see all the moves where I land on my arm. You can see me grimacing, and, and you can tell I'm hurt. Yeah, but then after it was over with, came back, thanked me because he before the match he goes, "You've been around long enough." Said, "I'll just listen to you call it, and if I have, to have any ideas, I'll throw some ideas out there." Okay, okay. Did you let him know immediately that you were hurt? No. Oh wow. Okay, okay. Is that <laughs> just something? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Because I mean, you know, some is that common? Wolfie D, Flash. Do you normally try to let the guy know or? In this case, it just doesn't make sense and doesn't worry about it. I can't. Me, uh, go ahead. I don't know about you go first. Uh, well, with me, I mean, I've been out there harping about getting a contract for the longest time, and yeah. I'm getting heat from it. But the, the fans actually, they were pulling for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And like to, the following week, when they announced that I had the contract, the place went nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then because I tore my tricep, I had to have surgery. Then they have Doug Basham come out there and hit me with a the chair. 
I go, I'll feed my arm here, hit me the chair here. And what's he do? Comes out there, swings the chair, cracks him in my ear. <laughs> I was like, unbelievable. Good God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my God. For me, I just I guess like he said, in his situation, he didn't want really nobody to to know it at the time. And I guess a lot of times when you're hurt, I mean, I can kind of tell if somebody shoot hurt. They really don't have to tell me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and probably same with him. But you know, it just I think it's a uh, individual call on different situations. You know. That makes sense. Now, nowadays, they are quick to tell each other they're hurt, and the referee throws up the X sign. I, I don't recall having an X sign anytime I've ever been seriously hurt in the ring. I always finish the match. So, yeah. <laughs> having said that. But that's kind of what sets your generation apart from the new generation, though. Let's yeah. just say that. You know, exactly. you know that, that's... learn how to work around it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Obviously, I'm talking to two guys that not only are tag team expert specialists, they have been tag team partners. So, in the regards of your favorite tag team guy, the guys that you've worked with in the past, Flash, who do you think? Let's just say this. Who do you think the team, and you don't have to say Wolfie because Wolfie's here. I, you, I know you know that, but who do you think had the most potential to make it a deal or were you solely focused on trying to be a single star when it came down to it? I basically, I wanted to be a single star, but it didn't matter to me. Sure. I just wanted my opportunity. Right. And I think well, me and Wolfie would have done pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Now I want to talk about because we can't act like the the dive off the balcony was the only fucking crazy shit you did down there. <laughs> I, and I've seen bits and pieces of, of some of it, man. And then I've seen a picture of you standing on top of the damn lighting rig, which that had to be twenty foot. I mean, it had to be twenty foot. And you know, that's probably a I don't know a three by three, possibly a four by four area. Um, I mean, it's it's not very big, and you climbed up it, and you were standing on it straight up, just like Jimmy Snuka on top of the cage. And so, tell me, um, either what did you do off of the top of that? And and I'd also like to know who was laying down there that was a big enough goof to let you do this to them. <laughs> okay, this was the guy laying down there was Chicano. Uh huh. When I got up there, my, the first thing I was should this, have done... Was this pre-planned? Was this something y'all talked about? Or you just did it? Huh? Was, did you just do well, this, or did y'all talk about it? We talked about it. Okay, okay. But he, I, I had him move. Okay. <laughs> because when I got up there, the smartest thing... I, I, the more I would have got more heat if I, when I got up there, if I threw my arms down and climbed back down. Instead of jumping off and smacking my head in the mat, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the smartest thing to do. But uh, you, you're up there and you got them all yelling, like, all right, <laughs> here's, here's your two minutes of stupidity. I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you did what move? I just 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 flash, just flash, man. Flash with the flash. 
Came down on my head. Ugh. See, I think if I got up there and I would have had to have jumped, I was always, I mean, you you know, my I go to the top and have a move when I do the front flip because for whatever reason, that does not hurt as bad as, to me, missing an elbow or missing a splash or especially like a leg drop or something. F that, man. My, my signature off the top miss is doing a flip and landing flat on my back. That was a long drop. It's one of those ones, I think you asked me this before, and I think you can probably uh, testify to this. There's a certain height, like, you know, you take a high bump, whatever, but there's a certain height when you jump off of something and you're coming down to where you hear the wind going by your ears. And I'm sure on both of those dives that we've talked about, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Well... I have a little something up on the one, so I don't remember anything on that. And the yeah. other one, it was you get you hear the the wind and then the thud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thud. <laughs> yeah, but there's the I can't explain it. And I don't know what the exact height would be. It's 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 not really the top rope. Top rope's not quite high enough, but a, like a cage height or you know balconies and stuff like that. You're coming down. It's like. Boom, and then all of a sudden, as you speed up, catching that momentum, uh, that velocity, I, you can hear go by your ears. That's when you know, oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the fall that gets you, it's the landing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. true story. <laughs> yeah. True story. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, bowiehomes.com. That's B-U-I-E homes.com. Or you can email him at benbowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a fan of anything on TV right now? Or have you kind of like me, you just, you watch it and just understand that what we did ain't coming back. I don't even watch it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is Every it hard now for you and to... Yeah, it's very hard to watch. Yeah. Now, is that out of just these guys don't know what they're doing or, you know, they don't do it like I, I always just say, you know, I know it's changed, whatever, and it's, it, I don't agree with it, but I understand that it's changed and it's just not what I signed up for. It's not what I grew up on that made me want to do it. You know, I can I can appreciate the athleticism, but it's just so much different than what I my style that I appreciate. Well, see, uh, that was my. I grew up, I loved watching Owen Hart and all those guys and doing all the flying around. Yeah. But they look like wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Right. Now these guys are all 150 pounds. Yeah. They don't look like wrestlers. So, I mean, you, so then you bring in a guy like Braun Strowman, who are you really going to work with? Right. <laughs> He's almost yeah. too I much. Mean, yeah. So you got these guys that would have been great back in the eighties and nineties or whatever, but now you gotta, <laughs> some of these guys you look at, you see these kids is like AEW. I sit there and I see that like, man, that locker room would get whipped so bad back in the day. <laughs> Seriously. It's true. And and every time the funny thing is, is you know how they say like you've had your third eye opened kind of on a spiritual thing or whatever. Road Dog, we had him on the show and recently we read about him saying that AEW is essentially a indie show with good, you know, with a good budget. And once he said that, it was like the extra eye was ripped open and I can't not see it that way. I can't. It's just impossible to not see it like that now. And they've got some talented guys there. Absolutely. But the young bucks are a joke. <laughs> I mean, Omega, he's a joke. Yeah. Unfortunately, a guy can't cut a promo to save himself. And, you know, as far as psychology, it's kind of out the window, too. The three of them couldn't beat up CM Punk? <laughs> <laughs> he had his dog. Don't forget that, though. <laughs> See, it's... And if that would have been me, and they would have hurt my dog, I would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me dial it way back here, because I know you, you guys kind of were going forward, and I don't want to mess this up, but I just want to read some names of people from your past here. So, obviously, in the USWA, I'm just looking at, you know, like Wolfie says, I write down stuff, and I do that. But I, I just made a list of some people that I would like to get your quick reaction on, if you don't mind. It doesn't have to be anything major, but Mike Samples. Uh, backstabber. <laughs> the the heat show. We're we're on it now. So what about <laughs> Vampire Warrior Gangrel? I liked him. Yeah, good guy. Tony Falk. Who can who cannot like Tony Falk? Tony Falk. Nice <laughs> guys. Yeah. If you don't like Tony, you've got a problem. It's your issue. Not. What about Bart Sawyer? I like Bart. Bart tried to be Roddy Piper too much. Yeah, I always thought that in his in his interviews, especially. Stephen Dunn. I love Steve. Yeah. I tried to get him to come to the show and see me, and I didn't know he was having the problems he was having. And uh, Reno had told me, he was, man, I don't think he's going to show. And then, oh, come on, Steve. Said, oh, I'll catch you next time. And never was next time. Oh, next yeah. time. Yeah, sucks, man. <clears throat> what, what about... The Phantoms, Phantom Sorrow and Phantom Tragedy. 
I retired them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bro, hey, I remember uh, they came in and uh, worked me and Jamie for a minute. This was before, I think, your incident. But and I wasn't shooting on him or anything like that. Uh, but I do remember suplexing uh, Jerry off the top rope, and uh, when he landed, and I'd never heard like I'd never knocked the breath out of anybody like that before, just from a bump or whatever. And I just remember landing and him going, he like real loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. I'll Where give you a get... funny one about the Phantoms out here. Please, please. Okay. So they had screwed Danny Davis over. The, them and Mike Samples about running this other, we're going to run against Danny. Yeah. And they talked me into joining it. I'm like, man, I don't want to do Danny that way. But they go, we got TV here, this, this, and this. And I was like, all right. So I went and did it. We show up at this station, this TV station, and all you had was one row of people, and all it was was the guy's girlfriend in the front row. Oh, and at that moment, I said, "I was like, I made a mistake." <laughs> then uh, it, it just it was another cluster. Mike would always take cheap shots on you in the ring. He, but he, he wouldn't act like he was mad at you, but like he'd throw a clothesline. And you know if he was mad at you because he'd turn his arm and give you that clothesline and stiff you right across the face. Ugh. And I was like, okay, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so uh, Mike would take cheap shots on you in the ring. Yeah. But uh, Ian was going to get their TV spot. They were getting a shutdown. And they're going to come out to Ian's. And I just talked to Danny about coming back to Danny's. And Danny was like, it's a good thing you came back and you did, because if you would have waited another week or so, I wouldn't have used you, because I got this TV thing getting you know, ready to get started. I go, well, I guess it's a good timing on my part, huh? He goes, <laughs> well, I'll take you back on our probationary base thing, and then I'll, we'll see how things go. I go, well... Ian's got Jerry and Troy coming out there to work for him, and he's taking their TV spot. I go, I'm not letting it happen. <laughs> I, go, I go, I owe him one. I go, this is for you, Danny. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I've heard people say that before. No, I'm going to beat the fuck out of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get to the building. I told Doug Gilbert and, and Dutch them, I go, look, I'm going to go out there and fuck them up. Just make sure no one comes up from behind me and sucker punches me or anything. I'll, I'll take care of the rest. Well, who, who was I, your, I don't remember, was Doug your partner? No, Doug was just supposed to watch the curtain. Oh, oh okay. Who was your I partner? Went out after, it, was a, it was a singles match. I was working Chip oh. Fairway. Okay. Okay. So, so I get on the mic because no one thought I was, I was going to do it. Yeah. So I got on the mic and I told Troy to get out of the ring, get out of the building real quick. Cause I know he's just a follower and Jerry's the one that's going to get his ass whipped. <laughs> and <laughs> Troy jumps up and tells me to kiss my ass. And I take my jacket off and I took off after him 
and both of them got up and took off running. <laughs> <laughs> I I had to chase it, them down. Even if they had heat, it was gone at that moment. <laughs> I chased them down. I got a hold of Jerry, and I, I got a few tags on him, and then I slipped in his beer, yeah. and he was able to get away. And then Doug comes running out there, and he goes after Jerry. Well, now Troy's getting up, and as soon as he gets up, he turns right around, and he's face-to-face with him. Bam. I clocked him and knocked him out, split his eye open. Hmm. And then I got back to the back, got my stuff, got out of there. Ian is like, what's going on, man? What's going on? I go, I'm getting out of here before the cops come. <laughs> and they called the cops and they took me to court and, and I go I go over to Danny's and I told him what happened. Danny was mm-hmm. laughing. But Danny gets a fax from Mike, samples, flash playing, and then Doug Gilbert are going to jail. <laughs> and then oh uh, Danny's laughing. <laughs> so I whatever. So I went on to home. So I called Dean Hill and I said, Hey Dean, do I got any warrants off of my arrest down there? He goes, Yeah, you got three warrants. You got two second degree and third degree assault charges. He goes, Just turn yourself in and they'll give you a court date. I'm like, All right. So I went to court, told the judge as part of the show that they were wrestlers also, which it was part of the show. Right. Yeah, and they were they were wrestlers also. Yeah, and they just got hardcore wrestling taught to them one on one. It was training, <laughs> and uh, that was it. They never. I was I guess the end of the wrestling career because I guess they went back to wearing the mask. But everyone, they probably were embarrassed that I beat them up. Yeah. So did the did the judge just throw it out? Judge started laughing. He goes, case dismissed. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. good. You can't do that anymore, though. I, they wouldn't do it, I don't think. No, no, they wouldn't. Like, you guys are wrestlers, too? Yeah. Well, you didn't say that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me this one. I got. I found like through this list of your matches, there was a barbed wire death match, and this was you and Wolfie versus... Bill and Jamie Dundee. Do you remember that match? I don't. No recollection of it at all. <laughs> it was in Louisville, Kentucky. It was September of 96. Anyway, I know that doesn't help at all, but what I'm saying is. Was it at talk, the Gardens? Yeah, the Gardens, yeah. Okay, I don't remember the USWA. Well, anyway, talk about the Dundees, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One minute you'll want to kill Jamie, and then the next minute you'll love him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, at first, me and Bill never really got along, I don't think. Yeah. But as time went on, I'd see Bill, Billy, flash. He goes, we're just talking about you. You're one of the old timers now. I'm like, oh, great, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> With Bill, it's like, Bill knows his stuff. Yeah. He knows, he, he's, and when you're young and you're trying to get your stuff in and all that, and it, it happens to everybody, all the young guys get in and the older guys try to smarten them up and younger guys always think they know better than what the older guy knows. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's doubtful. It's usually you shut up and listen and you'll learn something. <laughs> yeah. And I, 
Bill just Bill had his way of wrestling, and I had my way of wanting to do things, and we just kind of clashed. But as I got smarter over the years, I realized things. And yeah, that happens. Uh, I know, and, and Bill, by the time you know me and you were working with him, he was you know on the decline of what he could do in the ring now with the exception of the time when he came back after he pulled the knife on me and, and worked an angle with me, he worked his ass off. He was doing all kinds of stuff. But if you go back and watch old Bill Lawler stuff, man, Bill could go, man. He could do a lot of shit that you didn't, that I almost didn't realize, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So in 2018, I remember reading this on the dirt sheets as I, and part Mark, <laughs> I, I read that you had you had had a, maybe a tryout through Randy Orton. Is that true, or were you just visiting? Or yeah, Randy had got me. Uh, I don't know if it was 2018 or what, but I talked to Randy, and Randy was giving giving me a look at again. But shoot, by that time they're looking at you, and they're thinking, man, you're too old. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they would they they would rather take a guy, you know, and I'm not knocking you, Flash. You're a seasoned veteran by that point, but they would rather take a guy fresh off the football field or the basketball court and turn them into a wrestler than yep. than do something with a strong, qualified, trained wrestler. In my opinion, but you it's know. true, it's true. And and Flash, well, I, I, I saw a thing. I watched it yesterday. I don't know who posted it could have been you was on social media where it was Randy Orton talking about that on a, it looked like what probably was a piece of a documentary or something one of the WWE documentaries. And he put you over strong, man. I was like, damn, that's a pretty good, uh, you know, endorsement right there. <laughs> I was a developmental talent, but here I am. I'm at this dark match. So the arena's like, you know, a third full half full at this point. And it was me and Flash Flanagan. Does the WWF only hire stupid green guys? Why am I constantly overlooked? Flash, this is not the time or the place. He was one of the veterans down in OVW that I could really listen to. I knew they wouldn't steer me the wrong way. There was no jealousy as to the work he had put in to get to that point versus my work. He was just happy to be down there and loved the business and wanted to help out a green kid who didn't know what he was doing. I still hear from Flash every once in a while. He's doing well, still doing the independent thing. And uh, my dad just did a show somewhere, and he said, Flash says hi. And I was like, Flash, wow. I need to give him a call. Well, I had Randy's first match up there. Right. Yeah, he was talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, and, little, and here's another thing on that match. I just had surgery on my elbow yeah. just five days earlier. I still had uh -huh. the stitches in my arm when I had that match. Mm. And he gave me a press slam and I landed on my arm. And when I landed, my elbow blew back up. <clears throat> so, of course, you get back to the back. The doctors and them were complaining to you. Why are you getting in the ring if you're hurt? I'm like, because I'm the old school kind of guy that if you're booked on a show, you're booked on a show and you show up. Yeah. And like, you know, you should never got out there and done that. And like... All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We've, we've done it, man. Gone out there and, like I said, either finished a match when you were severely hurt or uh, worked a match when you really didn't have no business being out there, you know, for love of the game. 
Yeah. So how is working Randy and and the difference in the start and the because Randy's considered one of the greatest of all time as far as the current guys go. Well, here's the here here's all I gotta say. You take a look at all the guys that worked with me. They all yeah. became good. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's the show clip right there. <laughs> You're exactly right, man. And I didn't. I saw some other things when I saw that Randy Orton thing. You was working, uh, I think these were Puerto Rico matches, but like Marty Gennetti, Rick Steiner, Rhino, uh, talk about some of those. I mean, you had, it had to have been good working with Gennetti and I've worked Steiner, so I know how that is. Uh, tell me about Marty Gennetti and working with him. Uh, Gennetti was great. I don't remember much of the match. It's been so long ago. Yeah. That was 20, that was in 99. So I don't I don't remember much of the match. So, uh, now, I do have a good one with Steiner. Oh, you did? You know, the funny part with Steiner, we're in the <laughs> locker room, and I'm talking to Steiner about, I wanted him to do the Alex on his hand. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to take yeah. a sharpie and yeah. draw, draw Alex, and he's like, no. And I'm like, man, if you try to do any of that shit that she did with those jobbers out there in, in, back in WCW, uh, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. And he went from he, he went from a smile on his face to seriousness. <laughs> I, I go, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then he got in the ring. Everything was great. He, yeah. he's, he, I mean, he was snug, but he yeah. didn't hurt me. Right. Yeah. Like he could have. <laughs> and uh, you know, he was supposed to take a back suplex from WCW. Like uh, trying to do it off the top, he set him on the thing and was going to like back suplex. <laughs> Jamie hooked the turnbuckle with both hands in a death grip, man. <laughs> I, I to be honest, hilarious, but I can't remember how they got out of that. If he ended up giving it to him, I think he brought him down for something else. I don't remember, but that was the key thing was just him just bucking up to Steiner, like basically, you ain't fucking doing this to me, and you can see Jamie. <laughs> we were talking about you know good matches and stuff besides me who's the greatest wrestler you've ever wrestled in your life (laughs) 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 took y'all a minute on that one let's see i know that's a very hard question i know because i get asked it and it's hard i know And if you don't have a definite answer, I'll, I'll give you what my answer usually is, uh, because I think yours could be possibly similar. It's a hard question because I have different matches for different reasons. A, it might have just been a great match, uh, you know, the, at the Coliseum that wasn't taped, or it was a match that drew a lot of money, or yada yada yada. For different reasons, I have different matches. So I don't know if that would be the same for you or not. Bison. Who? Bison Smith. Bison Smith. Okay, I don't know that. He he passed away a while back. He should have been a WWF star. Mm -hmm. But Johnny Ace didn't like the Mohawk. Oh, my Hmm. God. Yeah. Bison was jacked. He was about 300 pounds. He was was a monster. I think Vader trained him. Okay, but uh, I mean, he when he hit you, I mean, it was safe, 
but it was snug. Uh-huh. And uh, we we did this angle where I was getting he was killing me. He well he was killing me because he had the trash can lid, and we didn't take the handle off of it because we wanted him to be able to grab it and punch me in the head with it. So he's punching me with this trash can lid, and he's giving me the shots. So I'm got the color and everything. And uh, he finally, he, he beat me, beat me, beat me until I'm just out of it. And they stopped the match and carried me out in the stretcher. So come back the following week. I'm going out for my revenge. I crack him with a kendo stick. I'm beating on him, beating on him. He goes behind me and gives me a little flipper. He hit me so hard in my kidney, I thought I was paralyzed. I I and I went down. <laughs> I like, but uh, he was he would hit you with those forearms. Like it would come across the chest and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, for me to get him to lighten up, I was coming across and punching him in the mouth. <laughs> and it didn't faze him. He just oh like, and he just. <laughs> bulldoze right through you and the people <laughs> believed it yeah um, we, I mean we protected it down there and there was a TV show I can't remember the name of it but there was this model on there and they said that she wanted to meet me mm-hmm. and uh, Felix, Felix Trinidad was there and I'm like well geez, let's, go, let's go on over there <laughs> so we get over there and we're kayfaving he's on one side of the building I'm on the other well, all of a sudden, here come all the cops. Cops mm. are surrounding me and cops are surrounding him because they think we're going to get in a fight. Oh, man. I was like, wow. <laughs> I really believe in this. <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's funny. But so out of all the guys you've been in the ring with, the guy that about blew your kidney out and uh, was stiff and all that, <laughs> that's you, that's what Flash likes, Jimmy. He likes that. So all okay. that shit at the beginning about me splitting his head open and hurting him and all this, that means he really liked working with me. Yeah, he loves you. <laughs> so had Bison already worked in Japan by the time he worked with you? Is that why part yeah. of his? Yeah. Yeah. Now this is this is this was the rib. He would go to Japan, come back. They stick him in a program with me to, to oh. light him up. Oh my God! <laughs> he go back to Japan, come back, stick me in a program with him, light me back up. Oh my <laughs> God, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember we were at a when we were at both hills. We went to a casino, and uh, some guy he was a jerk, and he was. That's the table next to sit next to Bison. And uh one of the waitresses, she bumped into the guy and he spilled his drink on his shirt. Mm. And she's apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'll get you another drink. Well, he's complaining now this whole time. The guy was losing anyways. And uh he's complaining about, oh, this shirt needs to be dry clean, blah, blah, blah. So here's your drink, sir. I'm really sorry. Bison picks the drink up, uses it as a spit cup, spits his dip in it, and sits it back down. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that night was going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt we had some had some fun times, man. In the old wrestling business, would you know? I, I wouldn't take anything for it. I made some mistakes. What's your What's your thoughts on 
you know, your career? Uh, I get depressed about it at times. Yeah, I can understand I mean, that. I had a blast, made mistakes that I knew better, and just, like, I had a job in Puerto Rico as long as I wanted one. Yeah. And that's only because Victor liked me. Uh-huh. Victor wasn't going to get anywhere with me, but he goes, you'll have a job here as long as you want. I'm like, awesome, right. this is great. Then uh, he passed away, and then things kind of just... They still call me. I'll go down there every now and then. Mm-hmm. But uh, OBW was some fun times. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just like some things you can't really talk about anymore because you don't want someone coming back saying, oh, my God, this yeah. happened here, this happened here. Yeah, uh, I feel you. And, and we don't do that on here where we try to get into too much controversial bullshit. I just like to talk to some of my my friends from the past and, and talk a little wrestling and just like we used to riding down the road you know what i'm saying yeah but we did knock a lot of people riding down the road too <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into that all right here we are no i'm just kidding you know one thing i will say before we go i remember my biggest legacy i think with you flash is i saw you everywhere grow i mean watching you on tv we're only four years difference in age but what i mean is when i was really watching the tapes and, and the and the stuff like that i feel like i would see you in wcw and wwe these places that places on ovw tv just everywhere so I do feel like you, your name is out there and people know it and respect it. You know, that Indiana crew, you guys had a crew, you know, Rob Conway, Nick Dinsmore, you know, I know we said Doug and then you and then some other guys. I mean, Indiana really was representing around that time, too, as far as pro wrestling goes. Well, if you can't learn from Rip. Yeah. I mean, Rip, it's funny, Rip would be like Miyagi. <laughs> he would torture you. And, and he would install this stuff to you. And he's help. He's telling you things, and you're not getting it because you're trying. You're wanting to know. Hey, be straight up with me. I yeah. want to know this, this, and this. And he's telling you, but you're not seeing it. And then once you catch on to what he's telling you, it's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> he's the Miyagi that says curse words. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, last. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you, you got anything you want to plug uh, coming up? Any website, social media, any events, anything like that? Oh, man, I got nothing. I'm <laughs> computer. I'm a, see, I'm computer challenged, okay? That's why that's, that's I keep that realm. Because <laughs> when it comes to the computer stuff, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I got you, bud. But it, it, anyway, uh, thank you. Uh, for coming on and uh, honestly sorry I haven't done it before now because uh, like I said there's a lot of history between us I consider you uh, a friend of mine you know a lot of guys you know associates or just co-workers but uh, I consider you a friend and uh, I appreciate uh, everything that you did in the wrestling business with me against me uh, and even just the things you did for yourself man I, I appreciate you as a person I liked your dad uh, and uh Anyway, uh, I appreciate it, buddy. The thing that sucks is I yeah. wish we could, we could go back now and know the, know 
know yeah. then what we know now. Yeah, that's the old saying. Really I only do then what I know now. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Y'all be kings of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, if you believe in reincarnation, maybe we'll get to do it again someday. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, Jimmy, you got any final last words? Man, thank you, Flash. I really appreciate you coming on. We'll get you back on sometime soon. We'll maybe watch a match with Wolfie and talk about some more good old days because I feel like there's there's some, some more stuff to be mined there. So I, I feel like another show is definitely due sometime in the near future. Well, if you're going to watch a match with me and Wolfie, let me get my money out because Wolfie's <laughs> going to be saying, he owes me this, he owes me this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be broke by the time the show's over with. Well, maybe we'll look at it in a different direction. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for coming on, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Jimmy. So, what do we got uh, after the break here? Which which segment are we doing after the break? We're going into Ask Wolfie D anything. All DJ, right. hit the music. And we are back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. And you guys, you know, we did have this as a full episode, but you guys let us know if you like this as a little ending segment. We definitely appreciate y'all. You know, we wanted to kind of switch things up with the current affairs. I've been over this before. I don't need to go over it again. But anyway, let us know if you enjoy the Ask Wolfie D Anything at the end of the show here. We do have a couple good questions here. One of them, as always. Hang on. I'm butting in. Yeah. Please tell Jimmy that you will send as many questions as you can because I hate current affairs. <laughs> please, please send Jimmy like questions for me. But yeah, anyway, we'll go after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, let's be Dude, real here. Are you telling me the hacksaw Jim Duggan wasn't good information? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was- Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. So our first one, as as always, comes from Bob Daniels. Thank you, Bob, as always. Great great listener question asker. Very active on the socials. Thank you, Bob. So here's the thing. And we may have asked this early on, and maybe Bob hadn't caught that one yet, but Slash and Wolfie D were very different from one another. So if Jimmy across the street... Invents a time machine. And hold on. I'm building it right now. Here it is. All right. And is there any other... Thanks, man. Thank you. And then is there any other gimmick that Wolfie D would have liked to have used? Now, I know you you did. There was the cyberpunks that somebody was. I don't know who that was, but you it looked like you. But I don't know that it was you. Is there any other gimmick that you ever thought of that you were like, man, I'd really like to do that? Uh, That answer would be no, man. Uh, I mean, well, that answer might be yes, because there's so many ideas that I have in my head. I feel like Brainiac sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in my head, but uh, those those worked. You know yeah. what I mean? 
at yeah, a Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did work, but you didn't have like, you were like, okay, so Wolfie D is kind of done. I'm kind of well, growing past that. Me and Chris Champion, uh, we've talked about the cyberpunk thing. That was originally me and his idea, and it was nowhere near what me and Jamie did. But anyway, right. uh, we had a crash test dummy idea, too. I don't know if he talked about that, but you remember those commercials? Yeah, dude. I love yeah. that. And and we wanted to dress up like that, and we would just wrestle people, and we would just take the fucking stupidest bumps ever. Because you dude. were the crash test dummies. I love that, actually. Right. I mean, but yeah. we would win in the end, so, yeah. Right, right, but because, we, yeah, yeah, of course. That's awesome. I like that. Well, hey, chalk that one down. We'll, uh, Could have happened. Yeah, coulda, coulda, coulda. That's a good one. I like that. Show, All right. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's pretty much that, Bob. The crash test dummies is a new revelation. So I like that. So anyway, Bobby Murray from Facebook. This is an interesting one because he says, who was Lee Womack? He came in from out of nowhere. And yeah. why did they put him as the manager for PG and whatever happened to him? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh Pretty sure he was a person, <laughs> a person of interest. Sure. You know what I mean? He was yeah. doing some stuff. I got you. A little hey, something, I don't something. know. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's why. There, okay. and, there, and fuck, man, there's been different shit like that throughout the years where I knew I was put with somebody because of stuff like that. You know what I mean? But whatever. Okay. He was uh, a cool guy, man. He was a cool guy and uh he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. And you never heard of him again? No, I have not. Nope. Yeah. It just kinda it was like a wisp of smoke, as they say. <laughs> hey, yeah. He was there and then he was Jeff gone. Hardy, the what is that? Willow the Wisp? <laughs> no, God, no, not that ever. Anyway, yeah, that's that's horrible. All right. So here is our last one of the Ask Wolfie D anything of the official Flash Flanagan episode. Thank you for getting him on. So this one is kind of current affairs, even though it was asked as a question for Wolfie D. No, it's a current affair. So our buddy at Cause Effect on Instagram. He says, what are your thoughts on this whole WWE Vince deal? Basically where he is coming back, he's kind of forcing his way in, even though he's the top shareholder, he's coming back and he's like, look, I'm coming back. And the only way I'm coming back is to sell the, the damn thing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I know you, you said in an earlier episode that, Hey, look, that's a great storyline. There's your storyline right there. McMahon will be the biggest heel ever. But what are your thoughts on this one where he's actually coming back and literally wanting Dude, to sell? That's what I'm saying. You d unless you are Vince's like best friend or Hunter or Stephanie or something like that, you really don't know the truth. I promise. Yeah. That's yeah. just what I learned through the wrestling business. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a great storyline, but at the same time, hey, he's uh, he's old. Uh, maybe he just wants to sell it, and Hunter don't want to fuck with it. You know, that's your that's your shit. And, and I'm not a guy that's gonna go, you know, call up Road Dog and hey, what's Hunter saying? What's <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy at all. So, can can you can you do that for us? <laughs> I don't do that like it i don't like it <laughs> okay and I, that's that makes total sense that's a you no-brainer I mean? 
Yeah, I do. That It does. You would never do that. And I get that. But anybody with some damn sense would never do that. So, but what I mean by that is like, well, that, most of the people listening are going, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I want to give me the number. Wolfie. Shoot me dog's number. Anyway, yeah, right. Shoot me Brian James number. <laughs> like, right. You don't know him. Like Anyway, so think about it this way, though. He bought the business from his dad, whether he bought it for a dollar or whatever. And apparently there was some kind of deal that if he defaulted on even one payment, that ownership would go to Arnold Scullin and Gorilla Monsoon. What? So, yeah, okay, that was the this. What that was the rumor back then is that if Vince had defaulted on even one payment to his dad, he would have lost it. But uh, again, that's legend and hearsay. But okay. with that being said, I can't imagine that Shane or Stephanie would not want to do that. And maybe they are putting together a group that would buy it. I've heard The Rock is very seriously looking into it. You know, The Rock recently lost out on a deal with DC. The the movie, the yeah. the comic book company, yeah. he just lost hey, out did, on that. Hey, did you like the movie? I did. Dude, I thought it was awesome. I yeah, mean, me too. So I'm, I'm not really sure what happened there. I think what it was. That, uh, superhero stuff. I think what it was, was the DC universe was so not connected enough. It was so miss. It was like, well, you got Shazam here. You got the superheroes here. You're never going to do Batman with Ben Affleck again, but we want to keep using Aquaman and Wonder Woman. The ben, ben was your Batman. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Uh, I want to hear what you got to say. My Batman is Michael Keaton, homie. Come on. I mean, oh, okay. right. maybe Adam West, but I mean, my Batman is Michael Keaton, if we're being honest. Who's your, joke? I, Who's your joke? Joker? Jack Nicholson. Come on. Although really? Heath Ledger was great. Yeah. Yeah. What about Ledger yours? Was, Ledger was good, but yeah. What about yours? Uh, I like Ledger in it. I do the way he did it in such a dark way. Yeah. And and, and before that, it was all kind of the comical clown. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You're right. Guys, just the guy for that, but. Anyway, yeah, but Jack was uh, we're getting off wrestling. <laughs> what are we doing, y'all? Reel us back in. Well, that's it for Ask Wolfie D anything for today, anyway. So, once again, uh, Wolfie D, thank you for getting Flash on the show for us. Thank you for answering these questions for the people. Why don't you go ahead and take us out, brother? All right. We appreciate you guys. Uh, please, next week, it's going to be even better. Uh, loud and color, Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Think. You're gonna hear all about it. Bye.
Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M-the-man73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World. If you're a pro wrestling fan, there's something for everyone at the Cheap Heat TV Podcast Network. From the Pro Wrestling Discussion Show, Cheap Heat TV Live, to the Interview Show, the Jackson Interaction Podcast with the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, to the silliness of the Whitey Jenkins Show, and the brand new Zip, Xander's Irresistible Podcast with Charles Anders, you can check them all out and much more over at CheapHeatTVLive.com. If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Uh, I'm on Instagram, at Warren Wolf 13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Live Wolfie D. And then on YouTube, at Live and in Color with Wolfie D Podcast. Our website is anchor.fm slash Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie. D. Also, do you have a product or business you'd like Wolfie D to talk about? Let us know about it by leaving a recorded message over at anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. Leave your name and contact info and we'll get back to you. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat. Don't. 
and here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color, don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap, I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was N.O.D., and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times, title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played low for a while when you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one or later Not here to play games, so you better beware You don't like me, so what? I really don't care All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.